Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. Also, classes with Melissa, online and self-guided, intuitive energy work, transitional therapy, and compassionate touchpoint therapy, and more. And the Herbal Paw Pet Apothecary. Tailored for the individual pet, phone consultations, history gathering, and the home of the Herbal First Aid Kit. Now, let's get this tea party started. Yay! I get to talk to Melissa again! Woo! <laughs> no need hey, Melissa! Hi, everybody! Welcome to the tea! <laughs> Shoo! It has been a week. Yeah. You? Yeah. I told you I've been having a, if you don't already know who Boo Radley is, find out, Google it. Cause I've been having a, <laughs> I've been having a Boo Radley week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those where, where, uh, I'm like not, uh, not feeling super social coming into all these holidays. Yeah. You're me on a just regular day right now. Yeah. <laughs> Like you outside, mm, yucky. <laughs> I know. I know. Usually, I'm I'm more You're very of an social. Ext- yeah, yeah. I'm more of an extrovert, but I go through introvert uh, periods of time. Sure. I'm being very introverted right now. Truthfully. So. But sometimes you have to kind of when you're when you feel that you have to kind of guard your energy. It's it's you know absolutely that, yes. You know, protect your water. Yes, that's a smart thing to do. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and friends that know you will understand that. You know? Yes. Uh, people yes. who do like me <laughs> understand that I need a lot of quiet time. I need a lot of in my house time. Yes. Uh, and that's just how I roll. That's just how I do. Um, but when I'm ready to come out, I'm ready to come out. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, how I feel too. What What's is the you? What is What's in your lovely cup today? What is in our cups today? Let's do that. I'll talk to you about. Um, I have my I have my big kitty cup since we oh, nice. talk about festivals today. So, um, and uh, I am the quintessential feline fancier. So in 
my lovely mixture of uh, ginger, peach, and turmeric. 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 Yeah, turmeric. Turmeric. I've been, I've been uh, tongue-tied lately also. Maybe that's why I don't want to be social. But my daughter was in town with her new hubby, and I got to spend time with them and do a bunch of fun stuff and eat and drink and do all the things that normally I don't eat and drink and do. Right. Um, so this is a wonderful blend to help with inflammation and um, uh, digestive issues and uh, just to calm my system down from overindulgence. Maybe that's why I'm feeling very back it off and just mm -hmm. you know, stay mm -hmm. in my own because I was kind of being extremely gregarious and charming while they mm. were here. And, and maybe I, you gave a little bit too much energy away and now you're just recouping. Yeah. You know, I think I, I, I need to just kind of hang back and, and just like, I, I have my boo Radley time. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> what I feel like. So what's in your cup, Michelle? So today mm. I am doing a nutritive of burdock uh, and Hawthorne. Oh, uh, mm. <laughs> and it is for circulation uh, and also uh, to get the lymph moving. So uh, you'll find me drinking. I, yeah, I drink a lot of that simply because I do have high blood pressure. Right. Uh, and I am in stasis, not homeostasis, just in stasis. So I, I want to get those humors moving a little bit. So yeah. I tend to. I tend to do a lot of the beautiful cup, too. I know. This is my believe cup. And oh. I chose bees because it's harvest, and they bring up, oh. they are responsible for most of the harvest. And each one of these lines is actually a sentence. So what the mind can believe it can achieve. Uh, great things happen when we believe. Uh, be true to yourself. Surround yourself with believers. <laughs> and then, of course, inside the cup as well. It has like little sayings. Very cute. Well, you know, I have an affinity for bees. My name literally means means honeybee. Honey <laughs> so, and there is a very bee friendly herb that I'm also named after. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's called lemon balm as well. But so, it's Melissa it's Officialis. Officially. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it's uh it is a favorite of mine, but I think I'm feeling the lemon this week. Oh, fair <laughs> Being enough, a little fair sour. A little, yeah. little, little sour. I can't imagine it. <laughs> I've seen you when you're really even upset and angry, and I, you're not even that scary. You, you're just like a little ray of sunshine. Maybe you're just dim a little bit, but. <laughs> so I bet you're wondering what our topic is. Yes, I am. Since I already mentioned it. <gasps> Bam! Well. <laughs> There's the there's the the uh, technological genius of Michelle Knowles. <laughs> I went to three years of school to press a button. That's right. <laughs> yes, Michelle. Right. So we're doing animals and harvest festivals around the world because we're in the month of November. So. 
So and and we're we're walking into the holiday season as well. Sure, so yeah. And at the year at the end of the year, you usually have a harvest festival of some sort celebrating uh the good fortune and the blessings and the harvest. Uh and several different countries around the world celebrate that differently and on different days because our seasons are different. Right. So, <laughs> so it's not just Thanksgiving. In the US, uh we practice Thanksgiving. Some of us do. Uh, the majority of us do, I think, in some form. Uh, but other countries, strangely enough, and this really uh, stymies Americans for some reason, other countries don't celebrate Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is an American holiday. Right. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I, you know, I was like in my 30s when I realized that and I had mm. a friend from Canada. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean you don't? You don't celebrate Thanksgiving. And she's like, oh, that's an American holiday. Exactly. And I was like, what? Why? Why was I never, like, I just never knew that. You know, and I you mean, technically, pilgrims probably did land on their shore as well, but they didn't make a big deal out of it, did they? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike us Americans, we're like, ah, let's celebrate this too. So Right. And that Plymouth Rock has been moved like 17 times. Exactly. It's not even in the same location that it was before. So crazy. Anyway, well, Thanksgiving is a is a, a traditional American holiday. Mm -hmm. um, however, there is sorry, those dogs are talking this morning. Mine are actually being good and quiet over here. Everybody's just crashed out on the floor. Um, but it's also one of those things. Did we lose you again? Nope, can't hear you. Better? Yeah. Oh, okay. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Michelle. Welcome Thank to the tea. You. <laughs> <laughs> you right, lose your on. audio every so often. I pop in and out like. Uh, well, I press it when my dogs bark, <laughs> and then I forget to turn it back on again when. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So I was just saying that mm -hmm. the the traditional holidays in America sometimes are uh, also uh, kind of. Uh, peppered with some not so celebratory background, you know, as far as like, yeah, yeah you know, understandable, but we're going to concentrate on just the beauty of the blessings of the harvest. Yeah. And basically Thanksgiving is giving thanks for the harvest. Yeah. Uh, yes. A bunch of bad stuff that happened. Attitude but of gratitude. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taking on that attitude of gratitude for yes. all the things that you have been given over exactly. the past year of of labor you know, basically the old, yeah the old saying you reap what you sow so absolutely and if you didn't you work hard uh you didn't have food through the winter so right. and you'd have to depend on someone else to get your meat and your vegetables and whatever else uh, to scrounge by yeah so having uh the help of indigenous tribes show them how to uh showing the first settlers how to gather the harvest and live through the winter here was one of the major, major steps to us being able to survive here yes. uh, as everybody came from all over the world and settled here. So uh, we're just going to concentrate on that. We're not going to get into any revolutions or what happened no, after. Or we're keeping it light and happy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm really thankful. I'm super thankful that I have such great friends, a good family, great dogs to work on, lots of colleagues that I enjoy. Uh, so thankful. So yeah. 
Thanksgiving in and of itself, uh, yeah, we get together. We have our families in. We feast uh, on turkey and fixings and stuffing and all the stuff. And we get to spend time together. Um, My case to Ferky. Yes. <laughs> uh, you're, you're exactly three milligrams of turkey that you yes. can tolerate. <laughs> Of tofurkey because I don't eat meat or that's egg. right. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have we'll have my my brother does a beautiful spread every year and um and they're nice enough to make some some vegetarian options just for me. So very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's even if you don't have blood family, it's a mm -hmm. great time of year to celebrate with your chosen family, the people Absolutely. that you choose to surround yourself with. Absolutely. And the animals, because we're also going to talk about this in the sense of the the animal festivals that go on around the around the world um, at different times as well. So um, I think that uh, while we celebrate what we're grateful for, we need to also celebrate um, the pets and and uh, the animals that we're blessed to have in our life. Mm -hmm. So uh, especially as pet groomers. That's a big thing for me is to be grateful, even though they can be frustrating and, mm -hmm. um, you know, oh, dogs are a blessing. Yeah. Uh, the but animals we get to work with every day are just a blessing. Uh, they can heal you if you let them. Yes. Uh, they're amazing, amazing, uh, beings. And I am so grateful <clears throat> that I, I get to touch them and commune with them and be next to them. Uh, I feel like they, I need them. A heck of a lot more than they need me. Yeah, <laughs> I always feel that way. <laughs> yep, I I told no. you this uh, the other day. My husband said, "Just what's wrong?" And I was just like a blithering idiot, crying, and I was all, "I don't know. I just want to stay in my house with my dogs mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and my two cats, and just snuggle up on the sofa and watch old movies." Absolutely. And so yeah, I sometimes think you just need to refill. Yeah. <laughs> When you get that feeling, you know, make sure that you take the time away because this time of year pulls us in so many different directions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just want to make, on. I just, yeah, before we get into all the festivals we're going to talk about, I just want to say um, there was a decision that I made uh, quite a few years ago. I don't really celebrate any holidays. Uh, and I know I, it's not for over religion or anything else. It's just that if I am not concentrating on all these weird holidays that I have to spend money for and I'm obligated to do this or invite these people over or whatever, um, my husband and I sat down one day and, and we were just talking. I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't want to celebrate anything. So we just, we don't, we don't need to. We may celebrate an anniversary and may go out to eat on a birthday here or there. I do cook on Thanksgiving and maybe around Christmas time, just a meal, but we don't really celebrate um, separately as a holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, whatever, whatever. And I feel that it has freed me in such a way that I can, I need lots of time to process things in my head um, because I, I take in so much information that it takes time and quiet to process all that throughout a year. Um, and it just has freed me. And I feel so much stress has been lifted off of me that I've decided, you know what, I'm not obligated to do any of those things. Um, however, I know that I'm weird 
I know that I'm different and I celebrate the fact that other people loved to get together with their large families, uh, with their friends and have a to do when everything's going and the kids are running through and everybody's eating pie. That's great. Uh, but you probably needed to know that before we start talking about festivals. <laughs> I, I just don't feel the need to celebrate them, although I do cherish the fact that uh, they do bring joy to other people. So I am. Um kind of like that. I don't feel the need to have to celebrate that, but I do find the need to have to connect with others. Sometimes uh, just my family members, they, my little brother will usually have a big celebration for Thanksgiving. My sister usually does Christmas. Um, I'm usually the person they tell to bring ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to that party. I'll just yeah. bring ice. Okay. Right. You know, it's like, and that's usually what, I, or they'll be like, oh, you can bring the, what can I do? You can bring the bread. I'm like, got it. I'm okay. on. Because they realize that my schedule is also so crazy and yeah. busy and all that. So um, I'm, I'm that aunt. I show mm -hmm. up with the bread or the ice and, and that's about it. But mm -hmm. I mean, I do cherish those moments that I can get together with my, my extended family and see them. Um, for that, but it's, um, it's just so easy to get sucked into that whole, uh, mm -hmm. commercialized it's yes. the holidays and you have to be doing, and you this. have to do that and you have to buy cards and you have to buy yes. presents and you have to tip everybody and you have to, you have all these stressors. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I just threw everything down on the floor and I was like, no, no, not doing this anymore. No, mm -mm, can't. And see, I, I'm better I, for it. Yeah, <laughs> and I do like, you know, I know people that go all out for, for the holidays mm -hmm. and they have so many things that they do. And I, mm -hmm. I, I can't live like decision, that. Yeah. I made a decision a couple of years ago that I was, I was like, you know what? I want to send Christmas cards, but I only want to send Christmas cards to the people that I want to say thank you for a year of supporting me and being in mm -hmm. my life. And so it was a small stack, but I, mm -hmm. I felt like I, that was something that I wanted to do instead of just making it such a cross the board thing mm -hmm. that you're just rubber stamping your name on. Exactly. Exactly. But you did it because you were moved to do it. Not yeah. because you felt obligated to do no, it. But I think that's the difference when we get into these holidays, yep. pull back a little bit and really think about your blessings. Yes. You know, and no one's going to be offended if they didn't get a card. And if they are, they need to work on themselves. I don't exactly. know what to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't get cards. I don't worry about it. You know, that's one less stamp that that person had to spend, you know? Right. And I just, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, and I wish everybody well during the holidays. Uh, but my well wishes include take a step back mm -hmm. uh, and don't get so crazy and caught up in the hysteria of the season because they right. have made it hysterical instead of soft and loving and calm. Yeah. And, and the way that I've, I've, feel like it should be. Uh, but who am I? I'm just only one person. Well, so. I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. But mm -hmm. I do think it's a good time if there are festivals and if you are so inclined to be in crowds and want to get out and about now that the fall has officially arrived. Um, this morning on the news, I heard that it is going to be in Arizona. So I heard that it is actually going to be in the 80s and be tapering off and be in the 60s at night and so for us 
you know, it's we're coming into the fall season. Some of you people have already posted that it's been snowing in areas and you've had your first snowfall. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, you know, it is a time for for change and for reflection and to get out and really soak up that energy while nature is really making these huge changes. It's a time of renewal. Yeah. Get out in it. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's being put to bed right now, basically. So they can rest so that all their leaves and fruits can come and be wonderful in the spring. Absolutely. Um, Be out in it. Go hug a tree, go play with some leaves, go look at the grass, look at the insects that help our world turn. Uh, there's so much going on out there right now and we miss it because we are, uh, preoccupied with earthly things, uh, materialistic things. Um, I always think of the Grinch who stole Christmas and everybody was singing, even if they didn't get presents, like it's not, it's not about that. It's about the connection that we have with each other, uh, and the families that we create, um, you know, as we grow older and as we get more experience in life. So let's start with the cat festival. Tell me about a cat festival. We're just going to go through them. There are, I have eight of the largest cat conventions and festivals in the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these range from all over the world and they go different times of the year to celebrate the cat and the people that love them. So uh, number one on the list is the Edmonton Cat Festival which is in Canada. It's the International Cat Fest, and it's actually held online. It is a virtual cat festival, and they usually do it uh, sometime in May, and they have everything from virtual cat yoga. They have workshops, musical performances, cat story time, cat drawing lessons, and even cat-themed book readings. So this is That really sounds amazing. Yeah, it <laughs> is a When do we participate? When does this take place? <laughs> it's, in, it's actually in May, and you go uh-huh. online, and it is called the Edmonton International Cat Fest. Wow, and, cat lovers, um, mark your it, calendars. Yeah. Yeah, it is it's really great. And 100% of all the net proceeds raised are donated to local animal rescue groups. Mm. And that, I think, in itself is pretty awesome to take that, do it all online where people don't have to worry about going out and doing it. Right. Um, then in the UK, their largest cat-related event is called Cat Fest. It's in... Uh, Beckenham Place Mansion, located in South South London Park. It was created out of love for the cats and to help animals in need. And this is a festival that offers all sorts of cat-related things to do and see, including art and music, presentations about animals, uh, felines in particular, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They can meet and greet with feline celebrities, and then they have all sorts of uh, feline storytelling, like the history mm-hmm. of felines. That one is usually in uh, in July. And then here's the one that I missed this year, but I it's on my calendar. I would love to go. This mm-hmm. one's in Los Angeles, and it's called CatCon. Mm. And it's usually in August. It's in L.A., 
and it is a a huge collaboration of products and cat art, cat design. All so it's around. kind of like Super Zoo, but for cats in LA. Yes, everything for cats. It's mm -hmm. all around feline culture. It and when says, doing the doing the research for that particular thing, I believe that I saw they had a, a, con, a costume contest. Yes. And they, the best one, I, I sent you the, the picture. It was of a cat lady. Yes. And she, had, she was in a robe with curlers in her hair, a cup of curlers. coffee, and soft slippers. <laughs> and then she had these uh, stuffed animal cats pinned all over her. So, I mean, they were like stuck great on her and her hair. It was yeah. great. She had Melissa's cat eye glasses with the yeah. balls, you know, for the, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. This is a pretty <laughs> big one. Yeah. So um, it's got everything from, you can shop, they have foods, they have workshops, all related to cats. Everything is, is feline. So <clears> that that's on my amazing. list to, to do again. For those of you that are in the, uh, the Midwest, the uh, Pop Cats Chicago is a huge pop, cat and pop art festival, mm -hmm. usually in March. And they do this full weekend long event uh, that is, uh, they actually have cats like rescues and all that come. And you can sit and play and interact with all the cats. They have a cat art exhibition cat merchandise, uh, uh, live presentations, and, of course, they have lots of entertainment, including the cats. <laughs> For those of you uh, in Australia, in August, they have their Cat Lovers Show. That gives cat breed showcases, uh, pat-a-cat, hands-on experiences where you get to actually pet the cats, educational uh, seminars, Feline face painting, photos. Uh, you get your face painted by a feline? Yes, I know. <laughs> smack, smack. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's, uh, you know, a friendly. Or not guy. really smack, smack. It's like, bow, 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 bow. Bow. Yeah, they, they do box. So, <laughs> little, <laughs> little ear boxing. So this right. is the one when we were, when we were talking about cat festivals, um, before we we were doing the show michelle and i were discussing the topic and i brought this up and we were just appalled but i said it needs to be mentioned and it comes up on every single list that i got about cat festivals mm. and it's called catten stow it and it is in belgium and it is a parade and festival that happens in may and it's a belgium-based festival celebrating cats the highlight of this event, event is the celebratory parade in Ypres, Belgium. The parade features floats, giant cat effigies, costumes, and whiskers, and all dedicated to our feline friends. Unfortunately, this parade and the celebration, it goes back to when uh, they had... Um, uh, an unfortunate time in their history where they threw cats out of the bell tower because oh, they God. thought they were related to witchcraft. <sighs> and so part of the celebration still today is they throw stuffed cats out of the bell tower. I think down it's horrifying. Yes, 
down into the crowd where everyone is literally waiting like like to catch uh, a kid out of the building. This is horrendous. Now, this is an example of something so heinous that they have transformed into yes. a festival that actually loves cats now. So, but she thought it was important to at least say uh this is like a the, huge cultural event for them yes <laughs> and it's historical so yeah and so they i mean they've literally uh still throw cats not live cats but stuffed mm. cats like we would do for uh you know what is it fat tuesday you know when they right. say throwing beads you know, or candy right. or whatever candy and all that so that sounds insane so yeah, it harkens back and everybody's dressed up and they have huge floats. I watched videos mm -hmm. on it and mm -hmm. it looks like a pretty cool festival that came out of something that maybe wasn't so great really at dark. the time. Right. Yeah. So um, kudos to you, Belgian, for turning those things around. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they have the, the Festival of Cats and that is in Margate, England. Um, and... It's in the seaside city of Margate. So um, they basically took, created this festival from T.S. Eliot's book of poetry titled The Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. So mm. the festival cat celebrates the psychology, the sociology, and the whimsy of our favorite feline friends. So if you like cats, you'll appreciate this festival where artists in all ages submit their best feline themed pieces to a main exhibition. There's poetry readings, workshops, discussions, all held under the umbrella of feline themed festivities. So um, people from all over the UK come to see this and to submit. So it's a, a juried show, actually. So mm -hmm. um, I thought that was a really neat one. Here's another one that's uh, online only. It's a virtual fest. It's called Meow Fest. And that one they usually hold in July and August. And um, again, this is a, a Toronto and Vancouver-based uh, company called Cadet. And they go online and they have all sorts of um, seminars, artwork, classes, um, descriptions of different types of cats. And of course, everything is geared towards um, wanting the to help feline. the feline. Yep. Mm -hmm. So the benefits of these types of things are uh, that you'll be able to connect with other cat lovers and to also be able to uh, find that person or class or somewhere that you can tap into what your favorite things are about cats. And then you can also get some great cat merchandise. You know, a lot of them have um, things specifically for cats, but a lot of them also have things that are created specifically for us weird cat people out there. Right, right, right. So um, the, the cat conventions and the celebrations are there to celebrate what these special creatures bring into our life on a regular basis. And, mm. um, and I, for one, even though you see me holding my dogs and all that, I, I have two cats. I absolutely adore them. And I've always been a cat lover. I've done cat rescue. Yeah. All Melissa past. is a cat lady that has dogs. Yes. And a couple cats. <laughs> it used to be the opposite way around. I used to have way more cats than I did dogs. Uh -huh. so, and we know. would be remiss if we did not mention, and I've seen this a couple of times now, the movie, uh, The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. 
Mm. Uh, he is the artist that actually drew all those cats in Victorian times. Right. Uh, and he was very famous. If you are a cat lover and have not seen The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, Louis Wayne, uh, I would put my robe on and put some curlers in my hair, get my favorite <laughs> coffee, get your lap full of cats. Cat and lady going. It, it is an amazing movie. It is heartbreaking and at the end, heartbreakingly lovely. Isn't um, that um uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Yes, yes, it's a yes. Great movie. He yes. did an amazing job. All it, the acting was superb. The storyline, which is true, it's a documentary, sort of based on his real life, right? Based on his um, life. But uh, what an astounding tale that really happened within our recollection, within our uh, remembered history. So, so uh, it was just what in the eighteen hundreds or so. Yeah, I think it's like the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So. So I, I mean, have just one more that I want to mention that, that I'm getting ready for that I had to look up real quick on my phone because um, we're making plans myself and one of the groomers that I work with, um, Yolanda uh, Farland, she uh, goes by uh, at the Modest Groomer. Mm -hmm. Her, she and I are going to attend the, it's feline a lot like Christmas, which is the... Um, largest cat show in Arizona in December. So she and I will be going to that to go celebrate. And it is a, it is a show. Like where, a breed show. Like a breed show. Mm -hmm. And on top of, they have all sorts of um, merchandise and people you can talk to and workshops and all sorts of things. Yeah. The networking factor cannot be downplayed oh, uh, at all. It, that is the most amazing thing. Just meeting with people who have like-minded love for cats um, would just be enormous. And I know that, um, you know, dogs tend to take the center stage in the pet mm -hmm. industry, yeah. um, but really the underground cat happening is, is huge, huge, yes. huge, huge. I'm, I'm not, uh, in the feline grooming like I used to be, but I'm not in the canine grooming like I used to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, but my affinity has never lessened. Um, I absolutely mm -hmm. adore them. I love the fact that they just nurture the codependent in me. Please, <laughs> Please let me love you. Okay, five minutes. Then that's it. I'm done. Right. You. And you then know? I will bite you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can pet me here or maybe not. And can you I, please pet me without touching me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can look adoringly at me, but that's all I'm allowing today. Right. So, yes, I, I, I do love that about them where, you know, most dogs have a, a far different attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, I love you. I'll love you forever. The cat's like, I don't know if I like you today, but I'll tolerate you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do you have for us with the, uh, the animal festivals? And we're not talking about any of the, besides the one about throwing the cats out of the bell tower, but right. we're not, we're not right. doing any negatives on the, uh, yeah. on that's the, such a major festival for them culturally that it, right. she th we thought it was important to at least let you know where the, the foundation of that festival came from. Right. We're just going to keep it nice. Mm -hmm. Keep it Good. nice. Okay. Thankful. Let's see. We have uh, one of my favorite, of course, uh, animal festivals um, are the one at uh, the one in India. Oh, yeah. Where they uh, 
it's the Kukur Tihar festival mm -hmm. where they paint and give blessings to the dogs. And I just love that. <laughs> well, they just have such a beauty about, you know, how they celebrate with the flowers and the colors and yeah. all of that. Yeah. In Hinduism, it's believed that dogs pave the way for souls to enter heaven. Don't they? Don't they? Ah, <laughs> dogs are offered yeah. food, garlands of marigolds and tilak, a religious mark made from a paste such as sandalwood, turmeric or charcoal. On the third day called Gai Tihar, and I know I'm mispronouncing all of these things, uh, <laughs> cows, which signify prosperity and wealth in Hinduism, are also honored. Uh, they're bathed and adorned with marigold garlands and a red tilak. Uh, on the evening of the third day, worshippers sing and dance, light candles, uh, and oil lamps, which are meant to welcome and attract the attention of the goddess Lakshmi. On the fourth day, there are three different pujas or acts of worship celebrated depending on people's denomination. So on Guru Tihar, oxen are worshipped by all. In addition, the Newar community performs the Maha Puja or worship of oneself. So I'm not going to get into that. I don't know a lot about it, but I just know that they love dogs and they paint them up and give them kisses and food and stuff. So I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly so we have that and then we have pushkar fair uh the annual pushkar fair is one of the largest and most popular festivals in india it attracts pilgrims to bathe in the sacred waters of pushkar lake believed to have been consecrated for lord brahma the creator of the universe uh let's see they love camels uh camels in yes. addition to its religious significance, the Pushkar Fair includes the world's largest camel fair, which originally began as a way to attract camel and cattle traders to conduct business at the festival. Uh, but then they, uh, camels are dressed up and decorated with jewelry, colorful saddles, and other adornments before taking part in beauty pageants. Oh, camel races, camel parades, pageant. and dances. How uh, some camels even sport intricate designs shaved into their hair, which we have seen on horses and other animals. Uh, so that begins on November 22nd and ends on November 30th uh, or, or around that time. Uh, that's when that's, that starts up. Then Thailand has a monkey buffet, which looks amazing. I've um, actually seen this. I, I'm a huge fan of the Amazing Race TV show. And I've actually seen when they've had to do this as a challenge to set up the monkey buffet. And it is... It is an incredible thing to see once they have this set up and the monkeys come in to, to get all this. You can give the deets on it, Michelle, but this is a pretty cool thing. So if, you, if you're interested, definitely Google it. Just the way they lay it out. I don't yeah. have a picture for you, but if you do a search for this, like they lay out. Oh, my gosh. What so many fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Let me read it. Let me read it. So. On the last Sunday in November of every year, more than 3,000 long-tailed macaques are the guest of honor at the largest monkey buffet in the world. And this takes place in Thailand. In 1989, Hotelier, I cannot even pronounce his name, bless you, YK, that's your initials, uh, came up with a buffet idea as a way to thank the monkeys, which provide a major source of tourism for the city of Lapuri. The monkeys, said to be descendants of Hanuman, the monkey king, and thought to bring good luck, received formal invitations to yes. the 8,800 pound feast prepared by chefs. It's not just people laying out a watermelon. No. This is actually prepared by the chefs. Yes, I know. The long tables are set up among the ruins of the ancient San Fra Khan and Fra Prang Samyat temples. 
While the food is mainly vegetarian with many fruits and vegetables taking the main stage, sticky rice, cakes, desserts, and soda are also offered to the monkeys. This year's festival takes place on November 29th and it looks amazing. Yeah. Don't try to get between the, the monkeys and the table though. Tell yeah. You that much no. right now. <laughs> It's, it's a pretty cool thing. And I mean, just if you know, that's always been on my bucket list to visit Thailand. So mm -hmm. um, I've done research and, and it, they are, the macaques are, are everywhere. Yeah. So, so for them to come in and really like they, they say that they really look forward to this. Like the monkeys mm. know. They know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, that, that time is coming and they start to gather. And so um, just, it's just an amazing festival, an amazing way to honor these creatures that that culture has made a part of their life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what so you got next? So here's another one from Japan. Soma no Maui Festival in Japan is it translates, no Maui translates to wild horse chase. Mm. It originates from more than 1,000 years ago when Taira no Kojiro Masakado, the founder of the Soma clan, released wild horses in order to test his army by having troops capture them. The Soma were a Japanese samurai clan descended from one of the four most important clans, the Taira. Today, over 400 participants take part in the three-day-long event, and although they are not actual samurai, the person who serves as commander-in-chief of the festival is a descendant of the Soma clan. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And it looks so beautiful. The horses are all decorated. I'm sure they have Mongolian festivals, too, that have, that have everything to do with a horse. Everybody, right. uh, if you're two years old, you can ride a horse uh, if you're Mongolian. They just are... So talented, so skilled. And I think it just comes from all the genetics of riding those horses for mm -hmm. centuries and centuries. Yep. So uh, this event is organized by three shrines in the Fukushima prefecture, uh, the Oda Shrine, the Odaka Shrine, and Nakamura Shrine. A ceremony is held at each shrine during which prayers are made for the warrior's success in battle. On the first day, the warriors dress in traditional clothing and headbands and race against each other on horses. The second day, the same samurai, now dressed in full armor and carrying swords, march their horses together in a parade until they reach a stadium where they begin another round of races. After the races are over, samurai compete in a version of Capture the Flag, where the horsemen race after sacred flags that are shot into the air. On the third and final day, the samurai, now on foot, work together as a team to capture horses, which are then presented to the shrine deities. Uh, alive, not dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. How great would it be for, uh, you know, for to be able to experience those kind of things, you know, mm -hmm. like just to, to see your culture and to see the uh, the the beauty of your culture intermingling with how those animals have affected their lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you don't realize, you know, if you live in one country and haven't really traveled that much or read about it at all. Right. You would be so surprised on. Uh, about, about how many animals truly uh, make our lives easier, make our lives special. We are connected to them so deeply. Uh, it's crazy. Here's another one in Chile. It's called Birds of Chile Festival. Chile, I should say. Chile, yeah. Chile. So sorry. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so American. <laughs> there are over 500 species of birds in Chile, 11 of which are not found anywhere else in the world. 
Rodrigo Tapia, a member of the Chilean Ornithologist Union, created the festival in 2008 after he was inspired by his work to bring public interest to the birds of Chile. Since then, this unit organizes the annual festival of the birds to educate and generate awareness of the country's birds. The festival offers the chance for birders and non-birders alike to get up close to the wild birds through guided tours, excursions, one of which involves kayaking on the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's no joke. Yeah. And it's parades and flowers and celebrations and so, so much. Oh, okay. I think, I think it's great because that brings awareness to those animals and to the fact that they're part of the ecosystem there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is so crazy. So many. There are so many. Harvest Festival. All right. And so now, basically, um, there is a lot of Harvest Festivals uh, that we have. And basically, Harvest Festivals are to celebrate the harvest. Um, every country, every region, every locale, um, we all celebrate in some form or another the bounty uh, at the end of the growing season. And of course, we wait because we have to put all the, um, the uh, soil to bed. We have to put the plants to bed and they have to rest so that they can provide for us again the next year or we re-sow next year. But all the beds have to be put to bed, yeah. <laughs> prepared to be fallow until uh, until we grow again. Well, how so, awesome would it be if, as groomers if we actually had, uh, I know everybody's always like, oh, the holidays and they want to put up decorations and they want to, you know, especially brick and mortar, you mm -hmm. know, salons. Uh, but how awesome would it be if you could have your own little celebration of the dog or celebration of the cat and just put something up that is uh, in, just in honor of, mm -hmm. of if you're a, a canine exclusive salon mm -hmm. or you're a feline exclusive salon, put something up to just honor them. And you uh, know what? You, you could even take it a little bit farther than that. Let's say I know every salon, especially brick and mortars, has um, unusual amount of like one breed, mm -hmm. depending on your location. We have a ton of Cavaliers. We have a ton of Doodles. And uh, we, Cavaliers are outrageous. And we seem to have an outstanding amount of uh, of uh, Border Terriers. Like it's strange. Right. Because I, I just think that everybody talks and maybe they like somebody else's dog and they get a dog. But we have an inordinate amount of those. Uh, whereas in a regular uh, salon in the middle of the city would probably have more of a variety. But if you have like a huge Cavalier clientele, celebrate Cavalier Day. Yeah. Or find out. Doodle. Yeah. Find <laughs> out when it was recognized by AKC or when right. it was first established and have little vignettes, you know, saying, hey, the queen really loved corgis or this, that and the other, depending on what pet that you have. Like you could make it a celebration. You could make yeah. it a thing. You can make it an open house as well to show your services, to show how beautiful your salon is, whatever. Or even just add it to your social media. You know, mm -hmm. this week we honor the Cavalier, the King Charles Cavalier. Here mm -hmm. is the um, the historical background of this, you know, of this breed. Mm -hmm. We enjoy seeing every one of the Cavaliers that come into the shop or that we're able to um to uh, introduce our services to that kind of thing as well. You know, you should have that attitude of gratitude and mm -hmm. bring it through the holidays. There's more than enough breeds, even mm -hmm. mixed breeds, you know, with mm -hmm. the doodles. And did you and hear me trying to make things all complicated? Oh, 
And then Melissa, her precious <laughs> self, she's so smart. She's so, so smart. I will complicate things unnecessarily. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's make it a party. Have them come through your salon. That means you have to close down, lose money, celebrate. It's going to be great. She's like, why, why don't you just do a post on your media? I'm like, oh, that would be great. that's even better. <laughs> well, you can still decorate, but not everybody has brick and mortar. You know, so not everybody oh, has a big man. salon. So. You know, it's like, even if you're immobile, how great would that be to, to just have that as like this week, we are thankful for our, you know, German Shepherd clients or our Siberian. That's a Husky. great idea, Melissa. That is a great idea. You could make you a know, whole campaign of it. Of, you could probably do a breed a week. I week? mean, there's more than 52 breeds, right? you know, and if you do a breed a week, that's only 52. You won't run out. Right. Take your most popular and, mm -hmm. and put those out there Start first. there. Yeah. And yeah. don't do one on dogs you don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I learned exactly. a long time ago when you advertise and you want to put a dog picture in, don't yes. put your biggest, hardest type of breed on your advertisement. Yeah. Put little ones, put little bath and brushes, face, feet, and fanny, trim the butt. Put those on there. Well, even still, <laughs> when you do this, so say you're doing your, your uh, day of the doodle or, you know, mm -hmm. the, the cavalier of the week is you know, whatever. Offer a special little service for that breed. And Shut then, up, Melissa. Why? Know, I'm, a, what I'm so glad I get to hang out with you all the time. <laughs> you are just amazing. What a great idea. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, you yeah. Know, you Since it's Cavalier Week, bring your Cavalier in for a special facial or a foot yeah, soak or yeah, whatever, or whatever. Or a cure or whatever. And it's just, Yeah. How great, you know? Or, That's a good idea. And you don't even especially for shops that have just opened and are still trying struggling to get yes. in clientele. That'd be a great idea. And then you can have a little caveat that says, "Oh, not a cavalier. That's okay. We can treat you like a cavalier this week." You're you so know, smart. so, You're so smart. something yeah. like that. That would be great, and that does honor that animal and the uniqueness. And I'm 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 a spaniel lover, so yeah. um, I'm cavies are are one of my favorites on, on my long list of favorites, mm -hmm. but that's a, you know, that's a great breed. And I mean, you can work that into your marketing as well. So that way it, it plays in, it brings people into your shop. It shows mm -hmm. or brings them into your business and it shows your gratitude for them. And what and a great personalization, you know, it's Absolutely. not just a generic grooming shop. It's, you know, Spala Pa or Melissa's Loved Pets or right. whatever. You know what I mean? It shows that yeah. you're really thinking outside the box. You're really thinking beyond just the haircut. You're Absolutely. thinking of that client that loves that breed. Um, Hashtag more than a haircut. That's always ah, so sexy. <laughs> Melissa, sexy. All that brain power. Oh my goodness. Well, it just, you know, it just goes to show because every groomer has a breed that they love to groom. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you ask most groomers and you're like, what's your favorite breed? Oh, they know right away. You know, mm -hmm. they know, or they have several, or they have a specific coat type that they really enjoy. So if you don't want to do a specific breed, do a specific coat type. Mm -hmm. Ask me what my favorite dog to groom is. Ask me. Or, uh, what's ask your favorite? The one with bad skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And mine are usually the ones that it's not a specific breed. Mine are mm. usually the ones that just need that, that they Extra need touch. to understand yeah. trust. You know, yeah. they need to get that trust bond. But yeah, I mean, if they just do a specific, specific coat type, 
or mm-hmm. um, you know, curly coats. We're celebrating our curly coated breeds or our wire coated breeds. Or that's brilliant. Coated, that is you know, so brilliant. You can even do it by group. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't want to do the mess of like one breed at a time, you could do yeah. the working group, you know, the toy group, the whatever, and let them have their day in the sun or whatever. Right. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> what a great idea. That That's a great People idea. People love when you know their breed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They love it. When you, when they go, uh, I have a Pomeranian and I have say, have you ever done one before? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I say, oh, Pomeranians, I love Pomeranians. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you do? Oh, you know about this breed? Or you know? That's when that all comes into play. And I mean, I teach my students that all the time because they they come in and they don't quite understand why they need to know about the breed. Why do I need to know that Pomeranians came from somewhere called Pomerania? <laughs> because the Pomeranian weirdo that loves Pomeranians is going to be very impressed with that knowledge mm-hmm. and to know and you form a bond with that person yeah. because you know something about their favorite breed. Favorite breed, right? Yeah. And they're like, I didn't. I thought I was the only one that knew the history of my mm-hmm. breed, you know. And then they they feel connected to you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a fabulous, fabulous way to do it. And um, it's all about making that connection. Yeah. It should be about that connection. It should be about honoring that um, because we're all a bunch of weirdos. We all yeah. love. You know, we all love specific breeds of dogs. We all love specific breeds of cats. We Mm -hmm. all are in this business because an animal made us want to do this. You know, that we worked with, and most groomers, when you get to their story, like, tell me your story. How did you become a groomer? Well, I was broken, and then I saw a dog, and I was better. Yeah. And if it's a specific breed, it's usually that breed that like, you know, that they Mm. have an affinity for. Yeah. So we're all, we're all a bunch of fixers. We want to make things better. So why not actually pay homage to those that make our lives better on a daily basis? I agree. I I agree. That's a, a huge part of it. Um, and this is the time of year to, to utilize, um, all these beautiful fall spices and fall herbs, um, to incorporate into your, um, shampoos and your, your spa packages and mm-hmm. all that. The- yeah. We're currently doing uh, pumpkin facials, right? Uh, pumpkin facials is huge and it's already nutritious. Uh, you mix it with a little bit of Rasul clay for the hair. Uh, and a little bit of minerals, and you are on the money. And the parents just love it, yep. uh, especially if you take a little video and send it to them so they can put it on their Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> they love that. Yeah, absolutely, because people want to share those things. Mm-hmm. So now is the time. You know, you've we've got all these really vibrant, bold um, fall colors and fall uh, vegetation that we can tap into. And incorporate that into what we do. You're 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 still not well versed in that. Then uh, put together a little uh, pumpkin spice spray. Mm-hmm. You know, put together. You literally this is this is so easy. Uh, you don't even have to buy separate spices or anything. You go no. into your grocery store. They have pumpkin spice, spice. in a spice and thing it, already. Yep. If you All just made. put a teaspoon or do. 16 shakes or whatever into your conditioner, 
That dog yeah. will go home smelling like pumpkin spice and it's natural and it won't hurt them and it hurt won't them. overwhelm their smell and it'll just be a lovely addition. And it's just a light scent. You know, you have to put your nose in the fur. Right. It will absolutely scent them in a natural way and it yep. will not hurt them at all. Yeah, it's I mean, this is this is a favorite time of the year for me because I I love the um, the ability to take on those what I call like hearthy types of 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 uh scents and mm -hmm. as an aromatherapist scent means a lot to me mm -hmm. um and the sense of this time of year really makes you feel like homey uh sweater weather you know mm -hmm. it's it's the time of year that you want to feel warm and it's all those warming things like i have the turmeric and peach tea with uh ginger in it mm -hmm. if peaches are on their way out but ginger and um, turmeric and any of those kind of cinnamon, clove, even mm -hmm. your citruses are a big part of this this time of year. Wassail, mm -hmm. wassail all over the town. Our bread, it is white and our ale, it is brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put orange slices and everything else in it. Yes. Yeah. So it's, um, this is a big time of year for those things. So you can incorporate it. If you follow me on social media, I um, post uh, on and off with uh, diffuser blends mm -hmm. for the time of the year. Um, so I just posted a fall one with lots of really great fall blends, although it mm -hmm. is also the beginning of cold and flu season because mm -hmm. we are congregating now. You know, mm -hmm. we're starting to congregate before that hard winter comes in when we have to separate. So um, we want to make sure um, that we're taking care to clean and keep uh, germs at bay. You know, um, one of the ones that I posted was uh, the germ buster. Mm -hmm. um, but still those gorgeous full scents of clove and eucalyptus mm -hmm. and rosemary. And mm -hmm. I mean, these are very earthy, mm -hmm. um, warm uh, herbs that you can use. Uh, I literally just had to remove some of my rosemary from my garden the other day because it got just crazy big, mm -hmm. so huge. It took over everything. And I hate to, to cut things back. Um, and I literally had to cut the entire thing back. I, I dried a ton of it. Um, but I always hang some by my garden gate. Um, I have a big trellis that my um, two different shrubs grow around it. And mm -hmm. right on the side of that, I have a little gate right there. And that's where I hang it for um, by my garden gate to just kind of keep that energy clean and clear coming in to my home. Mm -hmm. um, so think about those things. You know, you can hang a sprig up and it will, or put a plant, get a rosemary plant and put it in your uh, shop or in your van. Mm -hmm. It's because it's odiferous just yes, being it's, there. <laughs> yes, it's super odiferous. So, I mean, that's an air scrubber. Mm -hmm. It's going to help clean that air. It's also an energy balancer. If you believe mm -hmm. in that kind of woo woo stuff. So, um, well, like it's interesting too, because our longest memories are of smell. Yeah. Smell lasts the longest in your memory when everything else goes and you have a, a, a waft of a scent. Uh, even uh, dementia patients, uh, they've found in dementia patients, when you give them a smell of their childhood or whatever, they actually become lucid for a, a short moment of time. They recognize it. Uh, okay, so I'm going to get science-y. 
You know why they recognize it? Why? Because the smell, that sense of smell goes over to the limbic system and it goes up into the part of the brain that stores memory. Memory. <laughs> and exactly. that is why, that is why we can smell something and be like, that smells It takes like you back this. to that place. Yes. Yeah. So smell does last the longest. And just yeah. as a side note, cold also helps smells stick better. So that's why dogs have wet and cold noses. Yes. Uh, and a hot dry nose is a sign of probably either it's too dry in the house mm -hmm. <laughs> or maybe you need to get your dog looked at. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sometimes smells right. are awesome. Well, we're coming up on our hour, Miss Melissa. Already? I know. It's so fast. It does go fast. You know, we could extend them out, but we would talk all week and, yes. and your <laughs> podcast experience would last a week for one podcast. So <laughs> Because Welcome we can talk, we can podcast. talk until we <laughs> drop dead. We have, have been in restaurants before for hours trying to leave, and we just yeah. can't because there's so much. So, <laughs> and, and heaven forbid we invite anybody else into the conversation with us because then oh. they're drawn right in. Yeah, it just gets spider broken. web. <laughs> yeah, we even have people coming from other tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I just needed to come up and talk to you guys. Yeah, what are you guys talking about? You guys are having a good time, and you're all deep in this conversation. Like, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Like moss to a flame. <laughs> Holy cow. We hope you find a joy this season. And create And create your own festival. If you can't get to a festival, make your own local festival. That's right. Be festive on your own. Absolutely. And you, you guys have to know, every time I hear this music, we are full on dancing in the background. Yes. You don't even know. Like when you hear the intro, we're, like we're just like. Boston Nova. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. So, and we love you too. Thank you so much for spending another hour with us. And may your next sip mm, mm, be just as delicious as your last. Thank you so much.